0: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 93 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. So excited. We're like, it was so close to 100. 100 is a big deal for us. Uh, Hopefully we'll put put together something really cool. (laughs) Again, episode 93 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast is brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, website design, Google ads, graphic design, They can help. Check them out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or their website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. Request a free review of your entire online presence today. Go check them out. I'm Milton Campus. I am a brown belt chaining out of South Florida. We have Bo behind the camera. Hey, yo. Hello, Bo. Miguel is out sick today. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. Tiny Miguel. Uh, Shout out to Britt, our booking manager. Thank you, Britt. You're killing it. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, share, click that subscribe button on YouTube. Right, we'd really appreciate it. Get notifications the every notification time we launch an episode bell. or we put out a video.
1: Yeah, the notification bell.
0: The notification bell.
1: Yep. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Joining us shortly is Sean. Sh- sure. Sean. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Sean. I'm. I'm already thinking about saying his last name. So, Sean Yadi Marco. I feel like I need to say it with my New York Italian or my, like, a little Spanish. Yaddy Uh He's at Black Belt under Tom De Blas, and he is the owner of Bergen County Jiu-Jitsu. All right, so stay tuned, everybody. We got a, a few quick shout-outs. Thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. We talk about them every week. There's a reason. They are hands down the best custom gi and no gi gear provider in the business. Do not believe us. Visit their Instagram. At flow underscore n underscore roll, and check out all the custom designs that they post. I'd actually say you could probably reach out to some of those companies that he tags, ask them about their experience with flow and roll. I have to say, I I know personally you are not going to get anybody that's going to say anything bad about Sean. If you do have a problem, or if you've ever had a problem with anything that that he's done or any equipment, anything that you've gotten. Believe me, he's going to make it right. You're going to be 100% satisfied with, with the gear, the geese, the no gee equipment. We're ordering key chains from him, he has our shirts on his website. I wouldn't be working
1: with him if it wasn't like everything wasn't top notch. You have a notch. problem with Sean? You're a jerk.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know I, I'm saying it. I'm like you're not gonna. Have, you don't have. You're there are Sean doesn't have problems. He, you know, exactly. when when he's doing work with you, it's you know it's all about solutions and and finding the kind of the the right gear that's gonna you know fit your needs. Check. Ask them about their their pre order program. You you don't have money to lay out five ten grand for all of the geese and and no gear gear that you need. He's got a pre-order program for you. Just give him a call. Reach out on. uh, You can go uh, through his Instagram, at flow underscore and underscore roll. You can go to his website, flowandroll.com, or... Flownroll at gmail.com. Send him an email, reach out and talk to him about what you need. It's worth the conversation. Uh, I know that he's still doing a, a, a special where you can buy, let's say 25 keys, get 25 patches. He'll actually put them on for you. So you're getting them for free, you know, 25, 50, 7, whatever you order, he's going to match it with the, with the patches and he's going to put them on for you. So, uh, reach out to them directly for more details. Can't say enough good things about Sean. All right. um, yeah. If you order anything from the website, this is not for your custom, your larger custom orders. If you order anything from the website, use code JJD to get 20% off your order, all right? And again, they've got our podcast T under their team page, so check it out. All right, thank you to the BJJ box. For all of their support as well, they are Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. I'm kicking myself because I was supposed to stop at the mailbox on the way down, and I completely forgot there might be a box sitting there. We could have done an oh, unboxing today. Snap. <laughs> but, but because Miguel's not here, it, it's it's even better. You know, it's actually worked out. Yeah, we'll hopefully yeah. get one for next week. He's good, I know he's actually traveling. Uh, the The owner is down in Miami. I don't know if we're going to get to see him. But uh, look, they find the best products in the world of jujitsu, and guarantee that every box, everything that you're going to get in that box is going to be worth way more than the actual cost of your subscription. Right? So it's like a monthly subscription program. So each box has. Typically between four and seven items. I know it's always to that high side. Uh, at least you know when, when we get it, uh, he always throws in an extra T-shirt for us. So besides those extras, you know the average person is going to get between four and seven items. I mean you're absolutely going to love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like I'm I'm excited just to when I go home to check the box to see if I have one there. Uh, it's I get a T-shirt every month so. You know, who doesn't love jiu t-shirts? We all do, right? you are spoiled. So use coupon code JJD10 for $10 off your first order. And uh, again, hopefully we'll have a new box to, uh, to open up for you next week. Okay. Now, shout out to the folks over at Neutral Zone. They launched their new product line, Neutral Zone Clean, right? That's the sprays, the refills, and the wipes. Um, NeutralZoneClean.com, Black Belt Digital Marketing, helped build that site. And-
1: Shameless, you know, plug.
0: <laughs> yeah, <just> shameless plug. Yes, shameless plug. It's uh, site looks great. You can order singles. You can order two packs. I think we got two, four, and six packs, something like that, uh, for the canisters. It look you can order in bulk. One of the coolest things I think they really have good too. They have a big a big bucket, so like you can get a big bucket of the of right. the wipes that you could bring to your gym. Like, right, and it's going to have refill, and then you can get the refill, keep them wet if if they're there for a while and they dry out a little bit, which I don't think they will. But you can get that big bucket. And then you know, you know. Listen, gift it to your gym, or ask your gym to to buy some wipes and have them readily available for for you know
1: your. Uh, and I'm very picky. Team. I'm very picky about smells, and it smells really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I use it. It's very nice. I
0: gave away two canisters at the gym. I gave away my canister <laughs> and another one that I that I bought for somebody, and I was just like, oh shit! Now I have no, no wipes, but I had the spray, and in my car. I have one of the original. I have the original. It's almost done, but they gave me like a really big one. Oh, that was unmarked. one of the originals to test.
1: Yeah, the unmarked um, one.
0: I got one of the first, so I still have. It was so big. I still have that in the car, but again, huge fan. You know, get rid of the yuckies. I'm not going home. I get home, my wife wants to give me a kiss. I used to be like, don't touch me till I take a shower. And now I've already cleaned myself off before I even get home. So, I mean, it's just a smart thing to do. you got
1: one of the unmarked ones that they use at the focus groups, you know. Yeah. And (laughs) now they do the blind test. I even, uh,
0: (laughs) the other night, and I, again, don't normally do this, but I'm like, why aren't I doing this, is I hate putting stuff back into my gym bag without... You know, I don't, dirty stuff back into my gym bag. So, like, anything I wear, my gi top, my belt, I tie it up and I carry it separately from the gym bag that I bring. Actually, I have, like, a flow and roll, like, a big uh, backpack. And I, like, I sprayed down my belt and I then I put it in the bag. But <laughs> I also knew I wasn't going to wash it. Like, I'll wash it every other time now. Do so. you
1: or do you not spray what? your belt?
0: <laughs> yes, I spray my belt. Uh, so, ding, again, ding, look. Ding. This, again, neutrozoneclean.com at Neutral Zone Clean on Instagram and Facebook. This is separate from Neutral Zone CBD. We're going to talk about that in a second, but Neutral Zone Clean, the products do not have CBD in them. These are two different companies that share, you know, part of their name, okay? This is all about being clean on the mats, you know, during training, in your personal life, you know, you can keep a, a canister in the car like I do. You can keep one in the Pretty garage. I use it. I, I got gas today.
1: If you're a trucker.
0: I clean my hand, you know, I use it. <laughs> and look, and they usually it's so wet that like I'll use it for something. And then like I maybe, you know, whatever, go to a store, grab a door, you know, a doorknob and I go back in the car and I'm like, oh, it's still there. It's still wet. I just use it again. So I'm reusing like the same one, like in the same day. Uh, again, These do not have CBD in these products. Check them out.
1: Don't smoke them.
0: NeutralZoneClean.com. Use code JJD for 15% off your order. Okay? Now let's talk about the CBD, right? So then NeutralZone CBD has been with us for a while now. So- this you know this is about pain management. So no matter if your aches and pains are coming from lifting weights at the gym, rolling on the mats, the daily grind of life for me, like sitting at a desk all day, Neutral Zone has a product for you. Every time, <laughs> every time I'm, I talk to Mike, the owner, and like he'll say, "Hey, what are you doing?" Or I'm like, "Oh, you know, just got back from the gym, my back's killing." He's like, e- "Like Neutral, Zone, take some CBD." Or we're just having a conversation, to be like, "I'm so stressed." He's like, "Take some CBD." <laughs> Smart, and I do, and I listen to him. So find your neutral zone by finding the best products for your pain wellness. They've got tons of products. You see them here on the table. You got tinctures, you got roll-ons, you've got sprays, you've got lotions. They have it all. And they actually have products on their website under two other brand names for pets and a product line for women. Okay, so check them out at neutralzonecbd.com. And you can use code JJ. Code JJD, and it's 25% off your order. All right, so go check them out.
1: Cool. All right? Coolio.
0: All right, Bo. We ready to rock? Let's do this. Let's get Sean in here. All right, Sean, welcome. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Excited for this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, again, appreciate you coming on. Let's we're gonna jump in right from the beginning. Let's talk about how you got your start in in martial arts. I think you were a wrestler first. Is that right?
2: Um. Yeah, I started wrestling as a kid, and okay. I was also like a very avid uh, taekwondo competitor as a kid. Okay. Um. And that was uh, the beginning of my martial arts journey. And then after that, I found jujitsu at around like twelve or thirteen, and I've been training since.
0: Okay. Um. How far did you take the taekwondo? You said you competed?
2: I I competed in taekwondo from from like the ages of 5 to 13, probably at least twice a month. So really? I was okay. insanely competitive with that until I found jiu-jitsu.
0: Okay. And then yeah. when
2: when did you get your start in jiu-jitsu? Uh, around like 11, 12 around there and then I just kind of took off with that.
0: Where did you start? What was your who was your first gym? Is it uh, I know we know some big names that you trained with now, <laughs> but where did you start?
2: I started under uh, like a Henzo Gracie affiliate, mm-hmm. um, Jamie Cruz. He okay. trained uh, He trained a lot of UFC fighters. He trained Jim Miller. He trained uh, his brother. He trained um, this other guy, Sean Santella. A lot of good fighters he used to train. And he was like my first instructor, Henzo Gracie affiliate.
0: Now, have you always been under Henzo Gracie?
2: Yeah, I've always been right. Team Henzo Gracie. Ten,
0: team Henzo. And you are recently promoted to black belt? How long ago yes. has it been? How,
2: how long has it been now? I got promoted to black belt mid July, and
0: you're under Tom DeBlas. You got your black belt from Tom
2: DeBlas. Yep, I'm a Tom DeBlas. Frickin'
0: honor, huh? I mean, that's
2: (laughs) that's amazing. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. So,
0: real quick side note: we're talking about Henzo Gracie. We're talking about Tom DeBlas. Do you know anything about that recent Henzo video in the subway? Did he get into a fight? Is that really him?
2: What? I heard was, um, you know, Henzo was talking to someone in Portuguese, and this guy came up to him and said, "Speak English. This is America." Oh, boy, yeah. And then um, they started fighting. Henzo took him down, made him apologize, and then let him back up. And that was it. That was it. Uh, the Clearly,
0: video.
2: Go ahead. It was ahead. just jujitsu 101 in a subway.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, you, uh, The video that I've seen, or at least the, the the few times that I've seen it, it pretty much cuts out when he looks like he mounts him, but then everybody cuts the video from there. So I don't really yeah. know what happened after that.
2: But, no, yeah. Uh, um. Apparently, Henzo didn't even throw a single strike. It was yeah. all jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, And the other guy looked like he was throwing strikes. <laughs> he <looked laughs> like he was punching, right? Yeah. Henzo didn't throw a single punch. He just took him down, mounted him. Um, didn't let him up, made him apologize. And then he got up and he just ran away
0: of all places had- <laughs> to tell somebody to speak English like New York City is probably not the best place to do it cuz it's like
2: um, what are the chan- what are the chances you run into Henzo Gracie and so into, into a subway and you get into a fight with him uh, It's funny because like <laughs> at least once a week
0: I see that meme of Henzo on the subway and he looks all yeah. crazy and it says something like imagine having to this guy staring at you but then talking to him about jiu jitsu
2: you know Yeah um, if uh you know if they ever clone a human, Henzo should definitely be the first person to clone. <laughs> One of a kind.
0: Yeah. Do you get to, <laughs> do you do you get to train in uh, in in the city? I've taken, often? I've,
2: taken a, I've taken a lot of Henzo's classes. Yeah. Um I used to train at Henzo's when uh John Danaher was there. Okay. Um so yeah, I got to take a lot of classes from John, a lot of classes from Henzo and a lot of classes from the other Henzo Gracie instructors.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you are probably sick of talking about this cuz people ask but we got to ask like what what was your experience training there with you know in the blue basement and with John and and I mean th- those were some killers and that was all before they left for Puerto Rico obviously right?
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't go to Puerto Rico as well. Um, the time I was training in the blue basement, it was uh that that place is magical, man. Like uh, John's yeah. a wizard. Um, so many different faces you meet every day, and of course like getting to train with like the likes of like Nikki Rod, Gordon, Craig Jones. Yeah. Um, at that point it was just like survival <laughs> yeah.
0: when you're a new yeah, guy, but- when you walk, well, again, you were there for you were th- were you kind of there first before them before like no, that no, all no, happened? No, I mean,
2: no, I, 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 wasn't at Henzo's, uh, like the HQ that long. Okay. I was training at a Henzo Gracie affiliate okay, gym, um, like throughout my like childhood and teenage years. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't at the HQ that long. But okay. I did I did spend like a significant amount of time training with John. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's got it. Can you tell us about that time? Again, you say he's like a wizard, but
2: what what yeah, are like- um he's just um his ability to uh innovate yeah. is something that a lot of jujitsu instructors lack.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and his ability to innovate just far exceeds any other Almost any other instructor I've ever seen. <laughs> and when you say
0: innovate, you mean like take the most basic of moves that you you might think that you're awesome at and then like turn it into this whole system or series. Am I on the right track there?
2: Yeah. His ability to um, you know, create like offensive and defensive cycles with techniques. Yeah. Um, and you know, when to initiate certain offensive cycles, when to uh you know, initiate your defensive cycles. Um, it's just something that really hasn't been done before yeah. in grappling.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite uh, podcasts or really Danaher podcast, was when he was on Rogan and he broke down the video of Gordon beating Cyborg. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you have ever seen that episode where he's literally like, yeah, Jamie, take it back uh, one tenth of a second. <laughs> and like, he's literally explaining like everything that Gordon did and, it blew my mind. And then I was just obviously like everybody else just became like an immediate fan. It's like the mind on this man is just amazing. Just to like spend a few minutes with him or, you know, be able to train under him is, it's just gotta be crazy.
2: No, it, it 100% was an honor. Um, you know, he's trained the likes of George St. Pierre, Gordon Ryan, yeah. Nicky Rod, all those guys, uh, Jiu Jitsu. you know, his ability to, uh, train athletes in both is just also unheard yeah. of
0: and and we take nothing away from let's talk about tom tom de i mean he's an yes. he's tom an amazing a, teacher and competitor as well
2: tom's an amazing teacher amazing human being um he's doing a lot for the community he's you know he has the NYPD jiu jitsu club affiliated with him now really um yeah he just taught a seminar to the NYPD that's um, awesome yeah so you know he, his uh, his ability to spread jiu jitsu in yeah. a positive manner is unlike anyone else in, in jiu-jitsu as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: is that sanctioned? Do you know if that, cause I'm curious, my dad was a, was a transit cop um, okay. for many, 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 many years. And um, I, I'm, I'm pushing 50. So my dad, this is, my dad's been like retired since I was like, 16 17 years old so it's a long time but it was uh, b- before the new york city and the transit police merged right so he was a cop before that because it used to be two completely different departments yeah right? um is that an official we talk about it a lot is that an officially sanctioned club or is that like is it part of the nypd or is it a bunch of cops that have a club and then tom is like working with that club because that that would be a big deal if the if the if the police department is actually sanctioning that kind of training now, that's amazing.
2: I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. It, I think it is, you know, just like a bunch of NYPD officers that like formed a club for the NYPD who want to learn jujitsu. But I'm not entirely sure about that.
0: Yeah, well, I follow Tom. I think he's amazing. Um, we shot him a couple of messages here and there, like, "Hey, come on in the podcast." I'm sure he gets thousands of messages.
2: Uh, yeah, he's a very busy guy. A, a week,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if not a day, and uh, but I love following his stuff. He's a super positive guy, and uh, yeah, it's got to be amazing to, to train under. I mean, that's a that's not like yet, a, a Mount Rushmore right there of of people <laughs> that you've trained with or under.
2: No, yeah, Tom is also very inspiring. You know, he inspires all of his athletes to, uh, you know, chase their goals. We have yeah. uh, a lot of amazing athletes on our team. We have Jaden uh, Mueller, who just won the no-gi Worlds at Purple Belt. We have okay. Cameron Malott, who just beat the Giant Slayer in a super fight. Um, tons of amazing athletes that Tom is producing. Um, and his ability to inspire, you know, give technical, you know, development to all of his athletes is also just unparalleled.
0: Yeah. I, one of uh, I don't usually watch a lot of videos of people with when they're just flowing with like a student, but Tom's have always been like really fun to watch. Where he'll be like, "I'm I'm setting up the camera. This is real training, you know." And just mm-hmm. his flow is just amazing. And you know, he's roll. I, I can't remember the names of the guys roll with, but I mean, these guys did not look like slouches. And he's just like amazing. Like five ten minute videos of him rolling. It's just like watching a. Like a freaking ballet, he's just it's no, amazing. Yeah. you
2: know, and it's you know it's impressive because uh, you know he's like he's a big guy and to be able to move like that to have that amount of body awareness combined with technique is uh, very beautiful to watch. Yeah,
0: very cool. So, talking about watching videos and stuff like that, I, I heard you on a podcast mention that. You you like to study film on your opponents when you when you're going to an event? That would be more of like a maybe like a super fight or a tournament where you know the the competitors, right? Obviously, well, yeah, uh, BJJF I, um, you might not know you're not going to know everybody,
2: but yeah, I I, uh, I study all my opponents. Yeah, um, you know I don't I don't want to uh, you know miss out on cru- crucial information. Try to see where uh, you know my opponents lack in certain areas. See where I can exploit that. Um, you know some people. They psych themselves out, though, when they study their opponents, and it could be detrimental to their performance. Um, you just have to be confident in your own techniques um, to the point where you don't psych yourself out when you study your opponents. And that yeah. confidence is built through just continuous drilling and, you know, continuous training. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 23. Wow. You don't
0: talk like a 23-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean,
2: what you, the people that you've
0: spoken about, the average 23-year-old in, in jujitsu is... It's not where you are, you know, and, and, and hasn't trained under those people. doesn't have that kind of insight either.
2: It's a, uh, you know, martial arts is what I devoted my life to. So, um, oh. you know, it's, this is a 23 years of, uh, <laughs> devotion to martial arts. This is where it leads to. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah. you have your, your own gym now?
2: Yes. I have my own gym, Bergen County Jiu Jitsu. Okay. It's in Paramus, New Jersey. Um, and we're growing. I've been open for about a year now. New Jersey, um, I, yes, sir. <laughs> Jersey. With, with the
0: with the uh, the utmost respect, we call. It, I'm from New York. We call it Dirty Jersey.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I grew up like 10 minutes from the city yeah. in North Jersey. So, yeah. yeah, I've I've been to the city a lot. Been to New York a lot. So you can't
0: you you opened up your place like in the midst of, I guess, is it like we were coming out of COVID at that point?
2: Yeah. About the tail end of COVID, I would yeah. say, you know, I mean, I guess we were still kind of in COVID. Some, I have no idea anymore. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the news today and we're back where the kids are in school and we're back in COVID.
2: Okay. So, so yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I have no idea in the COVID timeline where we're yeah. at, but yeah. I opened my gym about a year ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and how has that been? How, how are you finding now? You, you know, you're on two or three different sides, right? Student, competitor, now gym owner.
2: Um, I'm very passionate about teaching. Teaching is probably my first love. Okay. Um, I do love competing as well, but my primary my primary goal in life is to be an amazing teacher and to inspire people, you know, help people gain confidence and the ability to defend themselves.
0: Yeah. Where do you... And, go ahead. You want to finish here?
2: Um, yeah. And I compete a lot, you know, try to be uh, someone my students can uh, look up to and... That's it. (laughs) So now,
0: the when you're teaching jujitsu, and we do again, we talk about all sides of it. I started at 41, so um, I'm a hobbyist. You know, the podcast is how I give back. I do love to, you know, train the. I'm a brown belt. I love to help, you know, the newer white belts. I'm someone who will gravitate to them. Hey, listen, everybody's going to about to roll. Let let's do Jujitsu 101 here. Let's you know talk about breaking the guard or you know starting my guard. Let let's show you the basics. Uh, so I, I love that that element. Um, where do you fall on? Or really what type of jujitsu do you think do you feel like you're teaching? Because right there are some that are doing the old school, you know, kind of self defense parts as well. There's the, the sport jujitsu now that we have. Or do you lean towards one? Is it like purely sport jujitsu that you're teaching your, your students, or do you get into that self defense side as well?
2: So I have multiple different classes. Okay. Um, every day at six PM I have a gi, like kind of gracie jujitsu one oh one class. Okay. Um, you know, very traditional jujitsu, um, going over a lot of, you know, Gracie, uh, jujitsu self-defense techniques. I have, you know, like 7 PM, 8 30 PM classes where we do some advanced jujitsu. I've seen both sides. You know, I've trained under the Gracie's I've trained under high level sport jujitsu guys. So I have the ability to teach both and that's what I do at my gym. Okay.
0: And no gi, you've got to make the
2: classes, right? Yeah. I teach both gi and no gi. We have gi and no gi classes every single day, seven days a week.
1: Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram too. At my neutral zone. Jiu Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of Jiu Jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit TheBJJBox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. Neutral Zone is Combat Family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone Clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone Clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD.
0: So now you mentioned, you know, competing, how often are you competing? Tell us a little bit about your, I I know that I've seen a lot of your stuff and it's been more like, uh, I don't want to just say super fights, but I know you've competed in IBJJF, but I'm seeing you more like the Emerald cities and, and those kind of, uh, or finishers, right. Uh, you know, those kind of events. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a preference?
2: Um, my favorite is actually the IBJJF. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I've, uh, you know, between, like, white, blue, and purple belt, I did a ton of IBJJF Gi and Nogi tournaments. Um, I've won the IBJJF Pan Ams. I've won the IBJJF American Nationals um, and a bunch of opens. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, like, the last two years, I've been doing a lot of submission-only events. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just won the finishers 185 pound title. Congrats.
0: Congrats. Uh, Thank
2: you. Thank you. I, um, yeah. with Emerald city, I, uh, I was able to submit Andre Petrosky, who's an undefeated UFC fighter currently. Um, so I've seen both worlds. I've seen the submission only side of jujitsu and I've seen the points IBJJF side of jujitsu. Um, I enjoy both and I think both can make you a more well-rounded grappler. Okay.
0: I, I honestly thought that you would have said, well, I like the ones that are paying me, you know, oh, I get to, I get to walk home with some money, you know, with some money in my pocket.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, the cash prizes are nice, of course. Um, you know, and a lot of the big professional events in jiu-jitsu now are putting up serious money and that's good to see for the sport. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate the IBJJF though, you know, um, they really uh, paved the way for competitive jujitsu and really gave athletes a platform. Um, and I think they are starting to pay the black belts now, yeah. and that's—I'm sure—that's just going to steadily increase, hopefully, over time.
0: I mean, I feel like they have to, whether they they like it or not. There's just there are well, so many events now. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, if. Um, you know, if all these other events are paying serious cash and if you're not paying serious cash, then what happens? It's if you're not paying, you're going to turn into an amateur event. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, the pressure is on to keep up in terms of competitor pay. So in those, in those tournament,
0: uh, you know, whether they're, you know, kind of the, uh, the, you know, the finishers in the Emerald cities or the IBJ have you had to to fight friends or even you're a young guy, you're, you've got to have students that are, at your level have you ever had to fight a friend or a
2: student um yeah i've uh i fought a couple of my friends in in matches Uh um you know people i train with every single day i've had matches against um it's no hard feelings you know you go out there um i've never closed out with anyone i've always competed against uh my training partners or my friends has anybody ever asked
0: you to close out Come on, Sean. Let me have this one.
2: No, I I, I have been asked to close out. You know, not <laughs> disclosing any names, but okay. um, we <laughs> oh, turned it down. But yeah, that that yeah, I've never closed out. Yeah, I,
0: I I mean you you know you I I don't I don't love closeouts. I think you know the Rotolos did it recently, right? They fought. Um, look, you tra- You know, hey, we train together. We try to kill each other in the gym <laughs> on the regular. Why wouldn't we do it here? I get. I would maybe see it from a teacher-student perspective. Like, right, if it was literally like somebody that you trained and now you're – maybe I, I could see that because that's a little harder for the student. Like, you know, I don't want to say you lose a student, but, you know, I just think that's a harder situation than a guy that's a friend, somebody you've trained with for years. Maybe you're not his coach. He's truly a training partner. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the closeouts. I don't know – I don't really understand why they do it. Um, it's, it's, you know, who was the, yeah. uh, was it the, like, I think the Robert Drysdale incident that, that Gordon kind of, I don't know if you, how much you follow that, that, uh, I mean,
2: um, I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've seen some of the debates. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, you know, I have no idea what actually happened. Yeah. You know, all we can do is speculate.
0: Yeah. It's a long time
2: um, ago. Yeah, I personally, you know, I wasn't there. I have no idea what yeah. actually happened. Oh, well, much respect <laughs> for
0: not closing out. I like
2: that. I appreciate it. Thank so, you. So,
0: when you when you have had to to face those friends, how to, how was it when you get back into the gym? Has anybody, you know, there are ever any sour grapes, anybody upset?
2: Um yeah. no, you know, maybe eternally they you know, internally <laughs> they have uh, some uh disdain, but in training, you know, it's it's I've never felt that. Yeah. So it's just back to normal. I think, you know, with uh, jujitsu, grappling, wrestling, it's different with uh, competing against teammates. You know, if if strikes are involved, then, you know, that, that should never happen, I think. Gotcha. Um, because then, like, you're seriously injuring each other. And, you know, I don't think that should ever be a possibility. But grappling, I think, you know, competing against teammates isn't a big deal.
0: Okay. Now, at your gym, I heard this interesting factoid. You don't ever close. You are truly... Twenty four seven, three sixty five. You do not close on holidays,
2: is that right? I have never closed on a holiday. Every <laughs> single holiday I have had um, open mat or something at least. Um, yeah. And yeah, I have classes seven days a week. I have five a.m. classes Monday through Friday. So Christmas, seven- New
0: Year's, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day.
2: You no, still have open mats? Yes, I've. We always have open mats on holidays. Like I was saying, Monday through Friday, we have 5 a.m. classes, 7 a.m. classes, 5 p.m. classes, 6 p.m. classes, 7 p.m. classes, and 8 30 p.m. classes. Wow. You're not uh, coaching he, all of those, are you? I'm not coaching all of those, but those classes are available. Very cool.
1: Dude, he does more in one week than I've done in my whole life. He
2: does yeah? more in one day than
1: he does more training in one day than yeah. I do all month. Oh, uh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> I'm exhausted, man. <laughs>
0: so we actually, we got it. We had a bunch of listener questions. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of throw some of these at you. Uh, I, you might know some of these guys. That happens a lot where sometimes it's friends and buddies. You'll let me know if you know these guys. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's go to our first question. So this was wardo one k is his Instagram handle. And he says, uh, Sean, how did, how did you handle your first competition loss as a white belt? If you did, maybe he knows. Uh, Compared to how you handle your losses as a black belt now?
2: So my first ever match in jiu-jitsu, I lost to a girl. I was uh twelve or eleven, something like that. And yeah, I got completely smoked by a yeah. by a female. Um, <laughs> 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 um but yeah, so you know that that was pretty rough on my, you know, twelve year old self esteem. Oh yeah. Um and what was the second part to that? The
0: question? second part was just how you handled losses as as a white belt to, to now at black.
2: At White Belt, you know, it was, um, you know, I I think I've always just tried to have kind of a short-term memory um, when it comes to losses. You know, I would, after I lost, I would, you know, study, see what happened see why I lost and then forget about it, move on to the next match. Um, you kind of have to have a short-term memory if you're going to be competing all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, if, if you're letting all those losses like internally bother you, you're not going to last long in the sport. It's, uh, it's brutal because, it's you know, MMA, you know, you compete, you know, once every couple months or something. Jiu-Jitsu, if you're an active Jiu-Jitsu competitor, you're competing like once or twice a month. Yeah. So you're going to have losses, you know, somewhere down the line unless you're Gordon Ryan (laughs) (laughs) or King Kong. Yeah. Either (laughs) way. So
0: you, you, you mentioned MMA in that, uh, in that answer. Have you ever considered fighting MMA? Do you, do you train Um, as well
2: at your school? I've done Muay Thai on and off. Um, you know, wrestling, jujitsu. I've done like MMA specific training. I do want to, uh, do some MMA fights that would, uh, I do have a lot of interest in that. I want to compete. Win some high level black belt tournaments first, and then uh, 100% do some MMA fights. I mean, I would uh, love to do that. again,
0: your age—would uh, you, would you say? Did you say 23?
2: 23,
0: yes. 23. I mean, at your level at Jiu-Jitsu at this age, this is like the perfect time. There are a lot of guys that are like they're in their 30. They're like, "Hey, I want to got my black belt now, and I'm 33, and I want to give MMA a try." I've, I've literally I've had interviews with people saying that, and I'm like, I think it might be a little too late for you. By the time you you know <laughs> you take a couple of amateur fights. And then you get picked up by a professional organization. I mean, now you're mid 30s. Are you really truly going to be able to make a run? Is, is it worth it? Uh, I think the fact that there there is actually money in jujitsu now. I think somebody like that. Again, you know, we've had high level people on that have, have talked about doing it. in In the back of my mind, I'm saying just stick with jujitsu. You can make more money and not get hit in the face this way. And I don't know. That's that's my opinion. But you're definitely in the sweet spot uh, at age wise. You're already a black belt. You're a high level black belt. And if you're already doing MMA, you know, there might be, you know, a shot at, I mean, would you, you know, do you see yourself in the UFC or in a larger organization? Or is it one of those things? "Eh, I just want to, you know, put the gloves on and, and have a couple of fights. Uh, if you're, you're still with us, uh, we lost video, but we still have Sean on audio. So we're going to keep on, uh, we'll continue to move forward. If the video comes on, great. If not, you're going to see Sean's pretty face on the screen <laughs> if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube. But go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead, talk about MMA.
2: So, yeah, I would like to do MMA more for, you know, just, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm teaching self-defense classes. I'd like to prove my ability to, uh, you know, fight in an MMA setting, kind of similar to how the Gracie family did proving their martial art. Um, you know, it's like proving what I'm teaching in a self-defense setting. Like, you know, yeah. trying to uh, show that my jujitsu would not only work against other jujitsu practitioners, but but guys trying to punch me in the face.
0: <laughs> I, you and know listen, what I mean? It just, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. I I think again, you've got a great take on uh, on on how to be a coach. I mean, that's the way to do it.
2: No, yeah, 100. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of uh, you know, if I see myself fighting in the, the UFC or something like that, to me that's That's not really important to me. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a teacher first. Um, I love competing. Um, It was just to do it to, uh, you know, prove my ability Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, help someone defend themselves in in terms of, you know, if someone tried to attack them, you know, strikes are going to be involved. My ability to implement my jiu-jitsu, even if strikes are involved.
0: Okay. So that, now there was a second part of the question. Like he didn't ask about MMA, but we went we went there. But Wardo One K on Instagram. His second the second part of his question was, how do you control your nerves and your mind prior to stepping on the mat or you know prior to a competition or super fight?
2: Um, so first, you need to have the confidence. You build that confidence through drilling, continuous training um, making sure you're doing everything right. You know, making sure your diet's on point, that'll give you the confidence that'll calm down some of your nerves. And even the day of, you know, I like to, uh, you know, control my breathing. I do a lot of meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you just have to, uh, you know, you, you have to prepare like, you know, how a UFC champion prepares, you know, you have to take it to a professional level. Like you're, you're, uh, if you're going to be competing, you have to act like a professional. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. You know, try to, you know, listen to, I like to listen to calm music. I like to just, uh, you know, I like to meditate, control my breathing. Um, I like to, yeah. And that's
0: it. You mentioned diet. Are you someone that eats clean all the time
2: or, you know, um, I try to eat clean. I would say I eat clean, uh, a good 90% of the time. I do have my slip ups, but
0: (laughs) pizza, burgers,
2: and fries, (laughs) But I'm pretty on point with my diet, I would say.
0: Okay. All right, so our next question is from El Ray Mello 22 on Instagram. He says, "My question for Sean is what is his favorite memory from training under Tom DeBloss?"
2: My favorite memory from training under Tom DeBloss. My mm-hmm. favorite memory from training under Tom DeBloss is um just having conversations with him um that were very inspiring for me to compete on a very high level. Like his ability to inspire me is just my favorite memory of him is, uh, you know, his ability to make people believe in themselves is just uh, my favorite part about Tom. And, you know, my favorite memory is those conversations of, you know, him getting me to believe in myself.
0: Gotcha. You know, I've, I've talked about this a few times. My very first school, my coach was an ex Marine. And he had opened up a new school. I was one of his first students. And he gave, if you were a veteran, he was a part of a few different PTSD organizations for his own PTSD. Yeah. Uh, and he would invite those guys to train and it was free. He'd give them a gi, It was always free. They never had to pay, never a time they had to pay a membership. And sometimes a few of those guys would show up and we'd be stretching. We'd be getting ready for class. Two hours later, we sat in that circle. I, I didn't serve, but listening to these guys talk and just being part of that little circle, my some of my favorite memories of the times training there were just those little circles, just talking, the motivation from the coach, just really understanding where these guys were coming from. It it, it was it wasn't training, it wasn't a move, it wasn't um, this cool series that he was teaching us. It was just getting that motivation from the coach. So kind of I have that. That is my favorite memory of my coach. And again, it was something non jiu Hey, guys, support for today's episode comes from Vincero Collective. If you aren't familiar with Vincero yet, they make exceptionally crafted stylish watches at affordable prices. If you were with us last week, uh, Miguel and I uh, both got a watch. I have mine here. Uh, unfortunately, Miguel is out today, so we don't get his feedback. Um, awesome. I've actually put it back in here. Um, I did wear it to go out with my wife to dinner since we last uh, nice uh, watch. recorded. That's it nice. is an amazing watch. I love when I wear suits or get dressed. It's I'm like always in That's like cool. Navy blue and well, like Brown shoes and stuff. So perfect watch. I mean, I chose mine and I guess what, cool, my, yeah. I guess what Miss Gill would like. So it's an amazing watch. It's beautiful. I loved it. Uh, definitely like it's my dressy watch now. You know, when I, uh, I got married a couple years ago. December will be three years. And I didn't realize it till I saw the pictures. I have like my, with like a brown band that I put on it, I look like the biggest freaking dork in my wedding pictures with like an, I wish that I had invested in a watch and now my, you know, my it, watch collection is going to consist of
1: Inchero, So looks like a licorice candy on your. It looks. A, I
0: I look like an idiot. Right. I mean, like to the point, like I'm like, yeah, maybe we should just Photoshop a watch. It's like yeah, a, <laughs> you
1: know, it's like what's in there? It's a, it's <laughs> the one emergency. <laughs>
0: so again, if you're not familiar with them, they make exceptional watches. Um, they, if you want to cut to the uh, to yeah, the sure. to the website there, Bo, right? They do have other products, but you know, we're focused on the watches. You know, other premium brands have these insane markups. Like, I'm, I'm not paying, and I'm not even going to mention some of the brands. But I'm just not like someone that spends a lot of money on like flashy jewelry. These watches that we got were 150 dollars each. Uh, the the oh, ones wow. that that's
1: uh, that's not bad at all. That's not. I was you know, thinking it was going to be shit, way more. What did
0: I? I paid 400 dollars for my.
1: Dude, that watch was you know? so really really cool. Right. I thought it was a lot more than that. Holy shit.
0: You can f- finally own a high quality wow. and a lasting timepiece without going broke. And the best part is that our listeners, the listeners of this podcast, are getting hooked up to save even more with the biggest discount that Vinciaro offers. All right? So if you're looking for the perfect accessory to help elevate your style, for a limited time, they're going to give us 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with code JJD at VinceroCollective.com. That's that link cool. is in the bio, on yeah. our podcast audio, and on YouTube. Click that link and check them out. Um, three words come to mind when I think about their products. Stylish, quality, versatility. Right? Vincero designs everything in-house, sources their own material, and produces in small batches, so they're committed to doing things well or not at all. And you know, it's funny as it was sitting here, Bo. I'm looking at the back of the packaging, and it says "climate neutral certified," which nice. you know, I'm a lefty liberal. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost like half, I lost the, crowd. half the audience, half right? The audience. <laughs> but I, I, I was, I'm. During the podcast today I've been looking at it and I'm
1: like, Well, I, have oh, wow, three I hadn't, words. hadn't even noticed that. I have 3 words for everyone. Uh, Don't miss out. Yeah. So again, I think that's really a great deal and it's a really nice mm-hmm. piece. Like I said, I'm actually really surprised. I thought it was a lot more. Yeah.
0: They have it looks there are other price different. points. There are some that are more expensive and a little bit less expensive. Even just, uh, you see on the on the screen right? They've got you get the different bands. They've got sunglasses. I even saw and uh, I'm not going to...
1: I've been hanging around an
0: image you, but... of like an everyday carry, a little pocket knife that they had. So I'm interested in, in learning some more and, and hopefully getting some more products. Uh, they can only offer this big discount for a limited time, so don't wait or it's going to be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with code JJD at Vincero Collective. Okay, support our show. Use the code and JJD at V-I-N-C-E-R-O. Collective.com. All right? And remember, we have our little giveaway too, so let us know that you purchase, and then you're entered into a giveaway with us. But I guarantee you that you will find something that fits your style. Shop Vincero today. Let's get back to the show. When, when we lost you, I was telling you a story of my, uh, my coach... Uh, I don't know how much of it you heard, like he was a a Marine and he gave away jujitsu to other Marines who were part of PTSD organizations. Those are some of my, sometimes we would just sit there and talk and two hours later, there was never any training. Those guys needed the conversation just as much as they needed the jujitsu. So again, it's crazy, but I've I've talked about that multiple times. It's one of my best memories of working with or or training under that coach. Uh, So again, kind of feel what you're saying about Tom, just like sitting down, getting that knowledge from him. Uh, the non jujitsu stuff, so to speak, uh, is, uh, is some of my best memories of, of my coach.
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, if you notice with Tom, all of his black belts or are ride or die, Tom, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a reason for that, you know, that's because, you know, he's, uh, you know, he shows loyalty to his guys and he shows, you know, kind of like unconditional love to all of his guys and, you know, they show it back and, you know, you'll see other instructors where, um, you know, they'll lose like even like black belts and stuff like that. But, uh, Tom, uh, everyone who's under Tom is ride or die. And there's a reason for
0: that. I mean, again, look, it's, uh, he's definitely one of those guys that like, you know, you say Tom, the people know who Tom is, right. You know,
2: one hundred percent.
0: yeah, it's not like, you know, I mean again it's it's an honor to train under him and it's uh I mean I couldn't imagine being you know a, being able to say that I'm a black belt under Tom DeBlas would be like that's a dream for most of us so you're uh, you're you're in a good place and it's good to hear I mean it's confirmation to what a, a lot of what a lot of us that follow him you know, perceive or, or feel like we know that he's just a great dude, and you know, he definitely always seems like he's there for for not only his students. You know, like when you know you see those crazy videos of some kid getting beat up, and he's out there like, you know, hey, that's wrong. You know, like he's an advocate for the for the little guy. It seems sometimes too. Uh,
2: there for everyone, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, there's no one else I'd rather be under in the world.
0: Very cool. All right, so we have another question from Andy Lopez, fifty nine, on Instagram. Uh, He says, my favorite question to ask Black Belts is what made you fall in love with Jujitsu?' Not just try, but what made you fall in love with it?
2: So originally what made me fall in love with it was, uh, you know, watching the old school UFCs and watching um, the old school pride videos um, and seeing the effectiveness of it between, you know, martial art versus martial art. Um, that was like my first exposure to jujitsu, seeing it like that. And, you know, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and then, you know, once I started training jujitsu, it was, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the ability to, you know, there's so many different avenues you can go down in terms of technical development. It's like, it's like an open world game. I don't know if you've ever uh, played video games, but, um, you know, it's like an open world game where there's so many different avenues for you to technically develop at. you know, Unlike, you know, boxing or something else, it's, uh, you know, like boxing, like there's only so many techniques, but you're constantly refining those techniques with jujitsu. It's like, there's thousands of techniques that you can learn. And it's uh, very fascinating, it's a very, uh, it's very different than most other martial arts.
0: It's, there's never a time you're never going to hear anybody say, well, you know, I've learned all the jujitsu. I learned it all. You know, that's it. No more. It just, it, that just doesn't happen in this world for every, like my, uh, my coach says for every level there's another level. I mean, for every move, there's a counter for every counter. There's a new counter. Right. And there's just there's somebody I mean, I, I just the create, you know, I just, we all watch videos and we all see it on Instagram. He, all of a sudden, some guy comes out. You're like, how did I not know that that wrist lock was there or that triangle setup was there from from that position? It's just every no, day you could absolutely learn a new version of what you already think, you know,
2: it's it's insane. You know, it was like uh, when leg locks started becoming a thing. You know, a lot of old-school jiu-jitsu guys, you know, who were, like, world champions and stuff had, you know, no idea about, like, this whole new world of jiu-jitsu. And even when, uh, you know, the high-level leg lockers thought they knew everything, you know, the false reap started becoming popular and everyone's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, jiu-jitsu is constantly being innovated. Um, you know, it's really a sport where, um, you know, a lot of highly intelligent people partake in yeah. and highly intelligent people are able to innovate these techniques and um, there's constantly more to learn in jujitsu.
0: Can you, you have your finger over the camera a little bit there? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, So you, you know, you're just saying about intelligent people. Have you seen this whole uh, Mark Zuckerberg thing, right? He's training stand up and (laughs) jujitsu. Yep.
2: Right. I saw that.
0: For people on the outside, I think they might look at that and be like, ah, whatever. Yeah. He saw, you know, for us, we're like, but that's, like, the perfect guy. That's, like, we know that guy. We all have that one guy that's, like, so super intelligent, I you know, like, rocket scientist type of person. And it's just, like, they're the most amazing jujitsu practitioners because of the way they, they kind of – not only the way they look at things, the way they learn, but the way they digest the information. They're, like, the perfect chess player for this, right? They are the –
2: No, yeah. It's – um. Yeah, people who play chess
0: would
1: love
2: jujitsu. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. No, I play it, he, chess. When I saw when I saw that, I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't hate on him, not even a little bit. I was just like, this makes sense. If he's, doing, yeah. I saw the stand up stuff. I don't know that I saw any of the jujitsu, but he talked about jujitsu as well. And I think he talked about doing jujitsu on Rogan, but it's just like. You know now people are talking about it, it makes total sense because that mindset of, of the way that somebody like that learns and digests information and kind of regurgitates it and then like actually that way of learning is an amazing way of learning. You know, it's, it's, it's perfect. He's he's perfect for this sport. If it if he takes it further, I'd I'd love I'd love to see him pull a Mario Lopez and and see him at a you know at a local
2: IBJJF tournament. You know, if that, 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 that would be... That that would be uh, extraordinary. 100%. <laughs> yeah. um, a billionaire, you know, doing martial arts tournaments. Yeah. What's um, the other one?
0: Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was out there. You know, again, big name. Yeah,
2: but you know, uh, Tom Hardy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's on a different level in terms of uh, wealth. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> <You yeah. know, laughs> Mario Lopez, you know, these are millionaires, but Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is like one of the the money whales in this world. Yeah, um, this is true. That that would be insane seeing yeah. him in a
0: martial. <laughs> so, so we have a okay. So we have a couple more questions. We have uh, actually we have three questions from the same guy. Uh, so the BJJ coach on Instagram, he says, "What are the three most important principles for for, for beginners to focus on when learning jiu-jitsu?
2: That's question um, number one. Okay, question number one. Three most important principles. I would say you should learn how to frame and create elbow knee connection when you're in like a bottom pinning position. Um, so I would say, yeah, framing and elbow knee connection are two of the most important principles. Um, and a third principle I would say is, you know, kind of like almost distance management. Like when you're on bottom learning, just how to create that space when you're on top learning how to create that pressure. And when you're on the feet, learning how to close the distance. Um, So, yeah, like distance management for jiu-jitsu, learning how to frame, learning how to create that elbow knee connection. I think the first thing white belts should learn is pin escapes and, um, you know, distance management.
0: Okay, so second part of his question is and, and I fall into this one. What recommendations do you have for larger grapplers rolling with smaller grapplers and vice versa?
2: So a larger grappler rolling with a smaller grappler. Um, you know, you do have to be careful, you know, if, uh, you know,
0: your fingers again, <laughs> you're covering the camera.
2: <laughs> so sorry. It's like, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. No worries. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't mean
0: to interrupt but, you, man. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. Yeah,
2: it, the unfortunate thing about being a larger grappler training with a smaller grappler, if any type of injury happens, you're automatically the bad guy. Um, that's <laughs> why I pull guard a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, until you get to a highly, um, you know, Technical efficient level, um, you're just gonna have to you know move very slow and train getting smaller because the risk of injury is very high when uh, especially if you both like the smaller grappler and the larger grappler aren't at a high technical level. You're just gonna have to take things very slow yeah. until you're at that level.
0: Yeah, I'm a, like I said, I'm a I'm an advocate, especially for again you know a hobbyist like myself. Um, I definitely I've been I'm 240. There, most guys are. Way smaller than me in my gym, under 200 pounds, probably one, under 185. At least the adults that I would typically train with, and I kind of have to pull guard because if if I do get on top, especially if it's a lower belt, it's perceived as bullying. Like I'm bullying them a little bit, or I'm, I'm going real hard on them. Uh, so I mean, I take those opportunities to pull guard and I work on my defense. And then when you know, there are there are a couple of big guys in my gym too now. So uh, they're just again, they're they're lo- they're lower belts, but you know then i'll i'll go a little bit harder with those guys you know cuz being under you know a, a white belt at 260 is not as even at brown belt it's not fun to be under under him <laughs> you know especially i have i have one in mind myself he's is a wrestler he's probably like he's probably my weight wrestling background he's a green belt he just came back from wagners he's a he moved he trained with us moved a little bit further down South in Florida. So he trained with Wagner and now he's back. So now he's got Va- his Wagner bag of tricks. And then he's a big dude with a wrestling background. So him, I'm yeah. going to go a little bit harder and I'm not pulling guard on him. You know, but, uh, Yeah, um,
2: I actually have i uh, I'm actually training a former NFL player at the moment. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. he's this guy, Christian Socoli. He's like 300 pounds. He was a <laughs> former defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay he was actually the first albanian to be drafted into the nfl oh wow um and yeah he actually you know he has competition goals and stuff like that it's pretty yeah. awesome but he is a huge dude and you know um you know we do have to be very careful <laughs> yeah yeah who you
0: put him um, with right you know
2: yeah yeah you do have to be very careful um you know it's just about you know knowing that in training you're not trying to win you know you're just trying to improve you know some big guys you know they don't like um being uh you know submitted by little guys and then they start to get competitive and that's when happen as long as you know you don't think of training as winning and losing um you know the training environment will be more safe
0: yeah i just uh i have a he's about 53 he's a good friend he's actually a client of my marketing company as well um he we we both had groin injuries at the same time he's got a little bit of a neck injury and we went to go roll. i said ADCC finals or flowing. <laughs> and he was just like, let's flow. And then of course, then he went hard <laughs> and then he went hard and I'm like, but he's more injured than me. So I just took it easy. But it, yeah. it does happen. I, I use, I'm I'm very verbal with my training partners. the 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 role right after that one last night was a white belt that says, "Hey, can we work on some fundamentals?" And I was like, "Absolutely, let's go, let's go right here." And then you know we just worked on some escapes and stuff like that. So I know like the, my training partners know that I'll do that. Most of the guys in in most gyms are going to be like, "No, no, no, I want to roll. Let's let's roll and we'll do that after." So um, I'm definitely I like I like that role. Uh, you know, literally that role of of helping people. It's one of my favorite things about jujitsu as I get a little bit older is the the training and being like, hey, don't make that mistake. Nobody told me not to do that. Here, do this. And, you know, I love giving that advice, but.
2: No, um, yeah, being being able to, uh, you know, pass on your knowledge to people. Um, it's kind of, you know, one of the things that makes you immortal, you know, being a, being a teacher is kind of like a, a path to immortality. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever own a gym, but I do enjoy that part. I work if I, if I didn't work so much already, I would definitely talk to my coach about coaching at the school, you know, helping yeah. out with the kids. Program. Cause I, I did do that at my first school. Uh, but just time doesn't allow it, but it, it's, it's absolutely, I'm not, you know, I'm in this for me. I'm not in it necessarily for the the competition side. I love doing the podcast, but I do. It's one of my favorite things about jujitsu. It's it's watching teaching somebody something and then watching them do it. Like a week later, you're like, ah, he really did listen. Uh, And seeing them do, I'm like a big like lockdown guy. I like the north south choke. So like those things. All of a sudden, I see them do it. I'm like, all right, good
1: job. You know. All right.
0: So we have uh, we have a group. We call this the drill down. The drill the drill down. Down. We have a group of about seven questions. So those were our listener questions. But now we have some questions that we ask every every guest. They're usually a similar version of about six or seven questions. So we're going to jump into these now. So uh, your preference, and again, you can elaborate on any of these, but your preference when you're training, is it gi or no
2: gi? Um, so I would say I actually... I I enjoy the gi, um, more. But I'm just more no gi oriented with my submissions. I like head and arm chokes. I like front headlocks. I like to wrestle. I like to um, you know, I like to do leg locks. You know, for me, it's my jujitsu is definitely more favored towards no gi. But I do enjoy the gi. I think the gi is beautiful and. I kind of grew up in a Gi, <laughs> you yeah. know, training martial arts my whole life. Yeah. Um, so the Gi will always kind of be my first love, but I'm just better at no Gi.
0: <laughs> so if you got a guy that like, that just really loves to train no Gi, you know, the old school guys would be like, no, no, you, you got to train in the Gi. You have to, do you kind of push people towards that or say, Hey, whatever you want to do. Is it, is it their choice? I
2: think it depends on what your goals are. I think with no Gi Jiu Um, If you want to be a a no-gi jiu-jitsu competitor or if you want to fight MMA, you know, no-gi will favor that. But I do think training in the gi is, um, you know, it's grappling with friction. And, you know, I live in the Northeast. It's a little colder here most of the year. Um, (laughs) If you get into a street fight, you're going to have that extra friction. This is true. Um, And I actually think the pace of the gi is more realistic in terms of a street fight. Like, I feel like no Gi Jiu Jitsu is actually faster than a street fight, but like Gi Jiu Jitsu is actually probably would be more similar to the pace of a street fight and the friction would be more similar. I -hmm. think, um, yeah, I, so I think in terms of pace and friction, a street fight would be more similar to the Gi, but of course, like, I think, you know, some of the grips, um, no Gi grips would be very beneficial for a street fight as well, but I think it depends what your goals are. So if, if you're just training to defend yourself, I think the gi is very important for those aspects I mentioned. If you're training with the sole purpose of MMA or just being a competitive no-gi jiu competitor, then, um, yeah, the gi probably isn't for you.
0: Okay. So now, next question. Takedown or pull guard?
2: Um, I love my takedowns, but I think playing guard is just more fun. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> Like I love playing reverse Delahiva, Delahiva. I I love going to K guard. To me, playing guard is just more fun. Like I have more fun doing jujitsu playing guard. Um, but of course, I understand the importance of going for takedowns and passing.
0: Okay. Now this is one of my favorite questions: music during rolling, yes or no? Do you have the radio blasted after after the drilling, or is it silent uh- and it's just you know? The sound I, I,
2: flash. I, um I have music when I'm uh, when I'm teaching uh, or like at, at the live training portion of class I play music um, just because you know I know uh, my students like it yeah me personally I it's like when I was training at henzos we never played music in John's class ever yeah um, and I kind of preferred that um, but you know it makes it a more fun environment a more uh you know playful environment i guess yeah um so i do i I think it is important to play music just to kind of make it a little bit more of like a playful fun environment um when it's like dead silent without music it could be kind of serious kind of scare some guys (laughs) off a little bit kind of seem like a kumite
1: yeah Um.
0: (laughs) what's your go-to do you have a like a favorite genre of music or an artist that you play
2: um I like like um probably like alternative rock some rap stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We had uh, we had a recent guest say 90s Freestyle music. <laughs> like, <laughs> he actually said '90s R and B, but I clarified with him. I'm like, you're talking about. He was going back to like the like the dance music of the early '90s. So I guess everybody has their own. For me, I like
1: you know, it's I, the I, best. I, one.
0: I like anything because if it's like, Brazil. we'll actually have like a love song come on in a playlist by accident or something, and then I'll just be like whispering in my, my, the be- the <laughs>
1: my <best>? partners here. <laughs> in, in my opinion, the best would be Brazilian lounge. There's nothing like killing someone to this to Brazilian lounge. <laughs> what know? do you mean, it's like like the
0: like, uh, like electronic
1: music? <laughs> no, no Brazilian lounge music. I don't know what that it's is. Bra- oh, dude, it's smooth. It's <laughs> no, not <even> for me. <laughs> dude, it's so, perfect for it. Look it up. All right, Sean.
0: See. So you. Uh, we talked about you, like you watch video. Do you watch a lot of MMA? Are you an MMA fan? Are you watching the UFCs?
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty avid MMA fan.
0: Yeah. How about on the BJJ side? Are you, you're you're in these events. Are you watching them live? I know you're studying tape, but do you actually watch these events if you're not partaking?
2: Yeah, 100%. I um, like, for instance, this upcoming ADCC. I'll be competing in the ADCC Open, but I'm mm-hmm. staying to watch ADCC.
0: Okay.
2: Um. Yeah, I usually, I like to watch high-level jiu-jitsu.
0: Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite competitors? You have a favorite that you like to watch?
2: I always liked uh you know, besides, you know, my my uh, you know, Henzo Gracie lineage teammates, you know, obviously I love well, watching. like a lot of huge know, names in, in that organization, yeah. so but um I would say, you know, outside of that, you know, just to be fair, I uh I really liked watching Shanji, Shanji Hibero. Okay, um, yeah. He has beautiful jujitsu. you know, I think he went twelve years or something without having his guard passed a single time in competitive yeah. jujitsu. It's yeah. actually insane. He had a he had a really close match with Gordon. Um, Gordon won by ref's decision, which you know I think it was rightfully so. But you know, very close match with Gordon. He's been a high level competitor for years and years and years. Um, yeah, Shanji is one of my favorites to watch. I know. Uh,
0: I know. It's not. It's not officially his book; it's his brother's book. But Jiu Jitsu University was. Mm-hmm, is I have of, the book. Is, it's still to this day one of my favorites. I love taking that book and just taking it out and like just opening up to a page and then just like looking at a series. I actually mm-hmm. I read it. I read it all the way up to brown belt when I was at purple. And then I was just like, no, I'm going to stop. And then I would go back to the to the beginning again. And some of those, mm-hmm. the, 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 like, I mean, he's in, that, I bring it up because he's in that book. He's such a big part of that book. He's the training partner. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it, he's amazing. I love to watch him as well. And again, when I think about the the Hiberos, like I, I always go back to that book. I used to have it sitting like out during the podcast on the table and I'd constantly be talking about it. And, I, you know, I loved it. My coach you know, he was the new black belt. So he was, you know, first gym, new black. He would actually, he had that book and he would, I'd show up and he'd just be looking at it and be like, okay, this is what we're doing today. That He didn't have a formal curriculum. We weren't part of a huge affiliation, but that's the way he taught. So it was really fun. We'd take a move out of there. And then he'd actually let us be like, so many of us were watching YouTube. So he would allow us to be like, okay, show me a video that you of something that you liked let's go over it so that you're not just doing some crazy moves here. He didn't originally love the whole, that we would go and watch YouTube videos, but he wound up just like throwing up his hands and be like, okay, I guess this is the new world that we live in. And then he would, I'd actually have my iPad off to the side and he'd let us be like, all right, show me how to do this. (laughs) It's not everybody loves that take on, on training, but it it was definitely one of my better memories of of training with him. So I
2: actually, uh, you know, speaking of like the YouTube thing, I actually just had a, a student recently, um, you know, we we laugh about this now, but he was uh, showing one of his teammates something that he saw in a dream. Like, in, a dream. Not only, like, he, in a dream? Like he had a, he had cool. a dream of a technique and he, he, you know, he was trying to do it in training. Like, he you know, and, you know, I just kind of called him out on it. But, you know, we <laughs> laugh about it. Now I asked him, I was like, where'd you see this? Feels like I, I just had a dream about.
0: It. <laughs> now there's two sides of that. Now, I, I, okay, I'll look at both sides of that. I'll be like, okay, it's kind of crazy, but look at the dedication. That's how that's how much he loves jujitsu. That he's dreaming about new moves. I gotta say, I I think I like the guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that that's that's a new one. Yeah, one time, one time I had a a new trial class guy come in, and uh, you know. Sometimes I'll let new trial people like do like a little like situational training. Sometimes not. You know, I kind of read the person. Um, the first thing this person did was drop back for a straight ankle lock. You know, they said they would never trained jujitsu before. And I asked them, I was like, I thought you never trained before. And then he said it was from playing the UFC video game um, <laughs> that, that he, uh, you know, he, he played a lot of the UFC okay. video game and um, he, you know, he decided to try it.
0: I mean, these days it's 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 legitimate. That's probably that probably really is true, right? Well, you know, I got to tell you, the world
1: in the world of driving and racing, they used to make fun of people because on they would spend time on these simulator games, which are very much similar, like GT Four, Gran Turismo, and and years later, people are being sponsored to race digital teams where they race like iRacing. Yeah. They get paid. They get paid during to race. COVID. That became a thing. Yeah, like people were yeah, like, yeah, "That they, was the they, only they couldn't, they couldn't
0: race, and like <laughs> professional racers and that, were actually like racing. So, so the ten simulators. years ago, ten
1: years ago, they were making fun of people. Now it's yeah. an actual business. Yeah, right. And it's now it's a no, real thing. serious. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the same thing with the Grays. I mean, look look back at the, you know the season in California, like Henner and Heaton. People were like making fun of them for the whole like Gracie university and like you could get a blue belt online, even if you've never trained with them. I think that's kind of like, and fast forward COVID happens three months in, everybody's got some type of online training class. <laughs> so it's just like that, That something that was so new and foreign to people just is now the norm. I mean, um, do you know, do you know, Nick's Alice and, um, yeah, uh, uh, I forget Danny's last name. I know that Danny freestyle, right? They talk about like, they so encourage their students to like learn on their own and look at videos and study tape and take notes. Myra. I mean, years ago it was <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You're learning this jujitsu. Put that down, put that away. You're learning this. Let me, I want to show you my jujitsu and you, this is the only way that you should learn. I mean, look, we've just come a long, long way. What, what is your take on that? You talked about the dream. Do you, are you okay with your guys coming in and saying like, Hey, look, I learned, I saw something on YouTube last night. Can you help me with this? Are you, you know, are, do you, will you sit there with them and work on it I, or will you be like, listen, dude, wait a minute, you know, maybe not the right time.
2: You know, I think, um, I think you can watch, you know, videos and stuff like that and techniques. Um, once you've like mastered pin escapes, I think if you can't get out of like pinning positions, <laughs> you know, that should be your, your first goal, Agreed. you know, because if you get in a real fight and if someone mounts you in that fight, gets on top of you, if you can't get out, you're at that person's mercy. Yeah, I think the the first thing you should do is just learn pin escapes. You know, maybe if you're watching videos on pin escapes, um, but once you get past the, you know, the pin escape part, then I think you can kind of open up and look at, a uh, you know, different types of technique videos and stuff like that.
0: So you mean, how, how long do you normally make somebody wait? A, a new student comes in, he's on maybe a trial week. Is he going to be rolling more than you said, doing some situational stuff? Would he be doing a role the first week? Do you make them wait?
2: Um, usually like, even like with like a first like trial or like a trial week, um, Sometimes, you know, like I'll read the person, but sometimes I'll have them do like back mount positional or like mount positional. Like I'll just have someone on their back and I'll just be like, you know, just don't throw any strikes. I just want you to try to get out or I'll put them bottom mount. I'll be like, you know, just try to get out. And that will kind of show them the power of jujitsu. You know what I mean? And I feel like that will really inspire them to to train and take this martial art seriously is – is live training, like seeing how someone could so easily hold them down and they can't get out. You know, it'll make them believe in jujitsu and show them why they need to learn this.
0: Yeah. I think at that point, like they don't know what they don't know. And that definitely puts them in a position to go, oh shit, this is like, this is for real. This little guy that weighs 50 pounds less than me could, can hold me down. This is crazy. And that's the point I think where a lot of us go, I'm falling in love with it and tell, give me more. I want more. And then there are people that go, yeah, no fucking way. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. You know, I, I, think, yeah. I, I think that, uh, you either love jujitsu, you hate jujitsu. There's no middle ground. There's no like, yeah, I go train once a month. Right. You know, it's either no, we're yeah. like I fuck, think, uh, addicted or we don't go, you know?
2: Yeah. I think live training will help you, uh, yeah. understand if this is for you or not. Um, and you know, just some, you know, basic situational training like that without submissions, I think. Um, is a good way to really help someone find out if this is for them. Cool.
0: So, okay. i got two more questions for you. This next one is, what is your ultimate goal in jujitsu? What do you want your legacy to be?
2: Um, My ultimate goal in jujitsu is to, um, you know, give people, give tons of people the confidence to uh, defend themselves in real life situations. I've You know, I'm only 23 and I've already helped people who, uh, gotten confronted in the subway. Actually, I just, you know, I have a, like an 18, 19 year old, uh, female student who goes to the city to, uh, go to school. She just got confronted in the subway and she was actually able to defend herself. Um, to me, that's, you know, that's beautiful. That's what uh martial arts is all about. And I just want to continue providing that for people, that ability to defend themselves. Um, I do love competing, but it's to uh, my primary goal is to be a teacher and give as many people the confidence to defend themselves as humanly possible.
0: Cool. So I lied. I said two more questions. I have one more. What's next for you? Do you have any upcoming events that we should know
2: about? I'm doing a lot. I'm doing the ADCC Open next week. Okay. After that, I'm doing finishers again. I'm defending my 185 pound title. Cool. After that, no Gi Pans, and then no Gi Worlds. And this is all going to happen before, you know, January. That's, uh, cool, man. So I have a lot, a lot of competitions on the horizon.
0: It's it's funny because I'm, I'm just realizing it's like so early in September and it's ADCC is here. <laughs> We've been waiting for this. It was like September, September, September. Like we're yeah. right here now. This is awesome. Okay. Last question. This is the most important question that we're going to ask you all night. Do you or do you not wash your gee belt?
2: So I do wash my gi belt. Um, yeah, I do dang wash dang. my how, how,
0: belt. We, we got to give you the bell
2: <laughs> Yeah, I. um You know, I've I've heard that my whole life not to wash your belt. Even Taekwondo, yeah. you know, Karate, Jiu-Jitsu. Really? Uh, my whole life not to wash your belt. Um, you know, I, I used to have an instructor. One time, I washed my belt and like the stripes fell off, and I asked them to put the stripes back on, and they told me. Um, Ask the washing machine for your stripes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i just always put them back on. I just always had a roll of tape, and I put them back on. I was like...
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah, obviously you gotta wash your belt. You know, it's cloth that's gonna carry bacteria and stuff like that. That's how people get skin infections. Um, you know, you gotta wash the belt.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the belt, belt washers belt. club. I am a belt washer. I think that people that don't are stinky bastards. And, um, I just yeah, generally it's pretty wash nasty. my clothes.
1: I just, <laughs> yeah. I just,
0: I wash my underwear. I wash
1: my belt. I wash myself. All
0: right, man. Listen, Sean, thank you very much. Don't hang up when we're done though. Cause we're going to come take a picture or two by the screen. So we have some promo stuff, but awesome. uh, do you have any shout outs? You want to say hello to any sponsors or shout out any sponsors? This is your time. Um,
2: yeah. I'd like to shout out my, uh, my sponsor Robles. Um, they helped me out a ton with my competitive career and they helped me out a ton with my gym. I would definitely go check them out. Um, they have, you know, their own Instagram. They're kind of blowing up right now. They have a lot of high level athletes and I'm happy to be a part of that team.
0: Okay. Very Cool. All right. So again, listen, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Sorry for the I don't know if any of those technical difficulties were on our end. It does happen once in a while. So no worries. We'll cut it together. Nice. Uh, Again, don't hang up. We're going to come by, but thank you for doing this. And we really appreciate you coming on.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on.
0: All right, man. Take care.
1: Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram too at My Neutral Zone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of Jiu-Jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit TheBJJBox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. Neutral Zone is Combat Family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone Clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone Clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD.
0: All right. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you again uh, to to Sean for joining us. Um, Let's do, let's, we're going to dive right into our housekeeping. Uh, Don't forget, everyone, we're, about to do, or pretty soon, we're going to do our $250 giveaway. I'm going to be posting about it a little bit more uh, now that we have the rash guard design done. Uh, Sean is working on, Sean from Plone Roll is working on the uh, some of the other items that we might put on beyond just the the, the, the rash guard top. And then we're going to do a pre-order. And uh, we'll be able to, any of the winners that we had previously, we'll be able to to get uh, their shirt right. So we had some uh, questions Question winners, right? If you supplied a question for the show and we used it on the episode, uh, I gave you the opportunity to either take the mug, the podcast t-shirt or mug, or this new Rash Guard coming. Yep. Not offering uh, that anymore, but I did offer that to a few people, so we'll be able to get it out to you guys. Appreciate you guys being so patient, but we are going to have it on flowandroll.com pretty soon for a pre-order. We'll let you know. But send us a receipt if you buy anything from any of our sponsors, including Vincero, one of our new sponsors. Send us a copy of the receipt. We're going to enter you into a $250 giveaway. It's going to be the Rash Guard, T-shirt, some jujitsu swag. I uh, might even throw in a gi, and we'll see what some of our other sponsors want to want to throw in or participate. Participate with. So, uh, again, appreciate everybody uh, watching and listening. So, uh, and you know, this is just thank you for all the support. You could check us out at Jiu Dummies on Instagram. Uh, my personal IG is Uncle Milty BJJ. Feel free to hit me up and uh, and follow. Uh, Bo?
1: At BadWorks, B A D W E R K S.
0: Miguel? Oh, uh, huh.
1: <laughs> uh, Miguel is.
0: JJD underscore DJJ69 if you want to follow Miguel. Uh, he is actually sick right now. I was just chatting with him after the episode here. I took a minute and he had been messaging us. Uh, he's doing, he's okay. Uh, he's a little under the weather and hopefully he'll be back next week. But uh, again, thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Peace, love, jujitsu.